I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of a man whose conversion and writings have impacted the English-speaking world more than anyone else in the last 100 years. We hear the story of C.S. Lewis. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution and comfort. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 73, beginning at verse 14 on page 362 of the prayer book. All the day long have I been afflicted and chastened every morning. Indeed, had I spoken as they do, then I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I sought to understand this, it was too hard for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Surely you set the wicked in slippery places and cast them down and destroy them. Oh, how suddenly they are consumed. They perish and come to a fearful end. Indeed, like a dream when one awakens, so shall you make their image vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved and I was wounded within. So foolish was I and ignorant, as if I were a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am always with you, for you hold me by my right hand. You shall guide me with your counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is no one on earth whom I desire in comparison with you. Though my flesh and my heart fail me, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
For behold, those who forsake you shall perish. You destroy all those who are unfaithful to you. But it is good for me to hold fast to God and put my trust in the Lord, and to speak of all your works in the gates of the city of Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We should never underestimate the impact that one conversion can have on our world. Born in 1898 in Belfast, Clive Staples Lewis, at the age of four, demanded that his family begin calling him Jack. And for the rest of his life, he was known as Jack Lewis to his friends. He had a keen mind already at an early age. He was imaginative, but he was also sad throughout his adolescence after his mother's death and his awful years at boarding school. Jack attended Oxford and then lectured there in philosophy and English literature. And this was an immensely promising start as an academic that would later be severely limited due to his outspoken defense of the Christian faith. You see, Jack was an outspoken atheist, but he did not find it liberating. He found it despairing. He found the imaginative world of myths and fairy tales of his youth full of beauty and goodness had within his atheistic worldview become small and bleak. But then he met a fellow Oxford professor named J.R.R. Tolkien. Together they shared a love of myth and languages. And as they became close friends, Tolkien's personal faith became the proverbial rock in Jack Lewis's shoe. Through their conversations and his own personal reflections, Jack found his rational arguments against Christianity slowly being whittled away. Jack would write about his conversion moment. You must picture me alone in that room in Magdalen College, night after night, feeling whenever my mind lifted even for a second from my work the steady, unrelenting approach of him whom I so earnestly desired not to meet. That which I had greatly feared had at last come upon me. In the Trinity term of 1929, I gave in and admitted that God was God and knelt and prayed. Perhaps that night, the most dejected and reluctant convert in all of England. Now, no one could imagine how significant Jack's conversion would be. But over the next three decades, Jack published scores of books about the Christian faith and became one of the most best-selling authors of the 20th century. To this day, it's estimated that his annual book sales are still around $6 million. Perhaps most memorable is that in the dark days of World War II, BBC Radio asked Jack Lewis to broadcast 15-minute talks on faith and life, and they became immensely popular and comforting to a war-weary people. Later, these talks were compiled together into his classic work, Mere Christianity. Even Jack's personal life was unique, as he married an American divorcee who was escaping her abusive husband with two kids when Jack was 58 years of age. His wife, Joy Davidman, died only three years later of bone cancer, 
and Jack raised her children as his own, writing one of the greatest examinations of grief and loss within a Christian worldview, when he wrote, A Grief Observed. He decided to publish it under a pseudonym, under another name, to avoid his readers associating it with him. But Jack's friends kept buying him copies of that very book and giving it to him to help comfort him in the loss of his wife. It was only after his death that the world found out that C.S. Lewis had in fact written A Grief Observed. Though he was turned down from academic promotions due to his outspoken defense of the faith, Jack finally was installed at Cambridge as the first chair of Renaissance and medieval literature. Of course, I love how Jack's imagination was lit on fire again as he became a man of faith. You see his imagination in his incredible use of the English language in all his writings and in the fantastical Christian myths he could tell, expanding his readers' Christian imaginations through a story about new arrivals in heaven in The Great Divorce, letters between demons all about temptation in The Screwtape Letters, his monumental space trilogy, and, of course, The Chronicles of Narnia. All of this was written to draw a person's imagination to the truth of the living God. As Jack Lewis makes Aslan, the Christ figure in Narnia, tell the Pevensey children, I am in your world, said Aslan, but there I have another name. You must learn to know me by that name. This was the very reason why you were brought to Narnia, that by knowing me here for a little, you may know me better there. You and I truly have no idea the impact that one converted life can make in this world, but God knows. I'm thankful every time I get to read J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm thankful for Tolkien's works of literature, but I'm more thankful for Tolkien's chats with Jack. This is the story of C.S. Lewis. Jack, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 14 on page 650 in the Book of Common Prayer, a collect for church musicians and artists. O God, whom saints and angels delight to worship in heaven, be ever present with your servants on earth who seek through art and music to perfect the praises of your people. Grant them even now a true glimpse of your beauty and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.